Hey, if you're still doing any back-to-school shopping, you want to support the podcast, or you got to buy any stuff on Amazon, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. It only works in the U.S., unfortunately, but... And that'll t- use that is our Amazon affiliate link. And then anything you buy, you'll get the same Amazon, same prices and everything. They'll just give us a small commission on what you buy. And I can't tell you what a huge help that is to pay pay our, our, our monthly recurring bills. Uh, so because we have, you know, we, we have monthly recurring, but that's a huge help in paying the bills and keeping the podcast sustainable. So if you use Amazon and you don't already use an affiliate link for, for a special cause like a, a charity or school, you know, use that first. Uh, but if you don't use it for any of those things, use our link, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. And on to the show. Thanks. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you've got to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And you might say, well, just, okay, what's the rule? Run that, run that by me. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up, whether it's stuff running through your brain, chitter-chatter, whether it's uh, some, some sort of pesky body part or you know something going on with your, your, your health or whether it's some sort of emotional tumult or... or and, you know, I try to tell you, philosophical, moral, or theological, I don't know if that's a word, I just, you know, I tested that. Like, theological conundrums, uh, you definitely need to be distracted from that. Just put the, you know, put the book aside, put your notes about the book aside, put, you know, take those highlighters, throw them across the room. As a matter of fact, I want to create a safe place by just doing that right now. So I'll take a few breaths. And as we breathe, I want you to reach out and, and make sure there's no one in throwing distance. And those of you that have actual highlighters or those freaking flags. Now, if you need the flags for work, you just push them gently aside. I don't want anybody losing their job. But if you have any flags, and, and don't try to, you know, say, well, these are post-its technically. I use them as, you know, wrong. wrong. And you could say, well, Jesus, well, I don't have, if you have anything metaphorically like that, even if it's something, something happened today that you're holding on to, that you're highlighting in your brain, or if it's something from 20 years ago that, like I do, that you're highlighting and you say, well, that's in a red and that's in a little green, envy green and, you know, whatever, or, you know, what a Defcon, you know, Defcon blue, I'm going to, you know, Defcon blue that up. We're going to gather up all those highlighters right now together. We're taking your bed back tonight. We're taking your bed back from the highlighters, the fly lighters, whatever the hell they are, the flags, the post-its, you know, the PMP equivalent. You say, well, Jesus, I'm just folding page. No, stop with the folding down of the pages. Take that bookmark. Well, actually, you don't want to lose your spot if it's a leisure book. 
And don't give me any nonsense. If that's written by Max Ernst, it's not a leisure book. So just take the friggin' bookmark and throw it across the room. And go ahead with me. And actually, instead of throwing things, because they say, geez, we might, that might be too angsty. They say, old scooter, he's, you know, that's angst city, that scooter. Yeah, we're going to breathe. We're going to take it in our hands. Well, maybe this is a bad idea, too, but let's do it, Rarty. We'll, we'll just toss it towards our feet, our bundle of highlighters and flags. All these products are, again, made by, you know, veritable monopolies. And I don't know what that says about the, uh, you know, what do you see? Well, geez, I'm so much more efficient with this not at bedtime. Efficiency is about to drop to zero. And, you know... Okay, so we tossed all our highlighters, all our postal things. All our convenient, you know, you with the label maker, put it down, please. Put that label maker down. You with the wonderful old school label maker that makes me grin. Please put it down, too. And let's gently jiggle it with our feet down the rest of our bed. And knock it out. Off the bed and pitter-patter, pitter-patter of little office products. And yeah, now we're screwed. You can't sue this podcast in the morning when you fall. So let's, uh, yeah, this was the most sought-out metaphorical move. So let's take our mind, and in this situation, most of the stuff is going to be metaphorical. If it wasn't, I hope you threw it across the room. And please don't say, Scooter, I have a couple of highlighter marks on my parents' wall now. I would say, yeah, 20 years from now, when you're running the Institute for Brain Science and a theme park, and you can give your parents free cotton candy, you know, laced with the, you know, newest, you know, brain nutrients, you know, they can, can say, remember those highlighters on the wall? So take all that stuff and mentally push it so we don't trip on it in the morning. But it's still there. We're not abandoning you highlighters. Convenient office products. Tomorrow we will need you to mark pages. Max Ernst and and the ilk, you know, big brains, we will need you all too. For there is a time and a place for all things. Well, my name is Scoots, and I'm giving you guys the c- cahoots, or, you know, we're not in cahoots. I'm giving, you know, shashoots. I'm, I'm telling you to hit the road, highlighters. Here's a highlight. Get the hell out of this bed. Uh, highlight of the night. And don't, don't act, you know, don't be down. You're essential for highlighting functions, just not at bedtime. I'm just having a little fun, you know. I appreciate the fact, uh, those of you that never dry up, even when I lock you in a closet for eight years and forget about you, I appreciate you. <clears throat> to those of your fallen brethren that have dried out, never to highlight a thing, I apologize fully. But I'm here to distract. Now your bedroom is a safe uh, efficiency-free zone. And that's what I do here. This is a podcast to take your mind off of stuff. That, that was just an example. And the highlighter, you, the highlighter usage part of your brain, what is that, what do they call that, H, uh, H-U, 
H-U-B-A, when they light it up, they say, okay, we put them through one of those thermographs. You know, first we loaded them up with barium, then we threw them in this thermograph thing. And you notice this part, we call this the, uh, you know, the highlighter brain brain group portion. You know, for when they're being the most efficient, this part lights up. And then, you know, one day scientists will say, that's not even attached to the brain. It's not even a hook. And they'd say, what? And, but then somebody else will figure out a deeper level of it. But I want to take your mind off of the highlighting. I want to take your mind off of the flagging bit passages, whether it's real world, real, you know, RWHing, you know, RWPFing, or, you know, real world page flagging, any of that stuff. It will be doing it tomorrow. It is, you know, I guess we live in a society built on the. You know where our infrastructure is dependent on these things. I can accept. Uh, I can. Ac- I love. I love it. I love this. You know. So it's, it's, I'm not anti-highlighter. I'm just saying highlighter brains stand down. I, I want you to be rested. How the hell are you going to highlight stuff in four different wonderful colors? And they say, hey, hey, I got a peach. I picked up a peach highlighter and an apricot yesterday. And I say, how are you going to highlight in six colors plus your combination, your color combos? And I see you two blueberry. Great, great that you picked up a blueberry highlighter too. How are you going to highlight in an unlimited uh, spectrum of colors tomorrow unless you're best rested? So instead of thinking about, well, just listen to my nonsense. And I realize you highlighter brains, you know, you're really intense, you know, just like the, you need, you know, you need to do your job. I'm not trying to take you, you know, I'm trying to help you do your job. I'm pro-human, I'm pro-highlighter, I'm pro-page flags. And I just want you all to get rest. So I'm going to tell, you know, I can appreciate all of you. And I just want you all to kick back and rest. So I'm going to do a little chit-chattering for the next 48 minutes or so. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, silly asides. You know, say, geez, was that, I still don't know if he was speaking a metaphor, a simile, or he was serious. Like with that knocking stuff, was that a joke or was that really? I know that's out there. And I say, this is the podcast that's here to put you to sleep, all right? And I'm glad you're here. And that's what I'm going to try to do, take your mind off stuff. I'm sending my hand and my voice across the deep, dark night. And I'm trying to tuck you in. And be there for you the best way I can, which is to just uh, uh, low and dull you, make you smile, say Oshkosh by gosh, you know. You know, kick back with me. The air's just dull here, as we say when we're drinking our lemonade that's similar to a country uh, watch type lemonade. You know, but maybe made from real products like imagination. So I say, it's your first few times here. I mean, if you work for obviously, if you work for an office supply company, you know, probably I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, you're done with me. But I wasn't, you know, I'm not anti. Again, I, I say, I said it forty times. I'll say it forty-one. I'm pro. You know, he said, well, you accused us of having a monopoly. And I said a veritable monopoly, and to be honest, I don't even know what veritable means. 
So, you know, who's the buffoon here? I am, you know, you, you know, I couldn't do that what you do. So, you know, I'd just be in the back in the stack room eating glue sticks till I got fired. And they said, well, I'm the scooter. He said, you should have seen how angry the officers were when they saw he had paste face, they said. And they said, this is the fourth time we've picked you up for paste face. So that's it. I, you know, I'm glad you're here. This is a podcast to take your mind off this stuff and to put you to sleep. If you, you may, it might take a couple tries. You know, if you're skeptical, I understand. Obviously, it's a strange, strange thing I'm doing here. But mostly I want you to know, you know, whether you're a person... Or product, whether you come in uh, whatever color the rainbow it is, whatever color of the spectrum, you know, any of the wonderful colors that human beings come in, or any of the delicious colors that, uh, you know, human beings come in, or any of those, you know, very uh, easy-to-see colors that highlighters come in, or those wonderful page flag colorings, you know, that I've bought before. I don't know if I've ever used one of you because to, to, you deserve it so much. But I also want you to know is I, I'm glad you're here. And I really hope, I, I really desire to help you fall asleep. Thanks for coming by. Uh, housekeeping, we're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Our oldest episodes can be found there. Everything else is on iTunes or on your pocket catcher of choice. Uh, the reason, the old, like most uh, podcast thingamajigs, can only hold 300 episodes, but the oldest ones are still free on the website. Uh, and if I, I guess if we get a big enough backlog, we could m- maybe make some kind of archive or something. But, uh, oh, they'll be in the, uh, eventually they'll be, I guess eventually they'll be in the Sleep to Strange anyway. So that's uh, that's that. Uh, what else? Uh, we're on the web. You can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter or on Facebook. And that's where I post bloopers and sleep articles and, old, you know, stuff and uh, that kind of stuff. So that's... Uh, Oh, we have a, another show out, Sleep to Strange. That's on uh, Monday and Wednesday nights. Just go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash strange or uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash strange Android if you're on an Android device or just strange as if you're on an Apple. And if you have neither one, uh, the, the, the episodes are also on SoundCloud, so you can just stream them there you can, and you can download them on SoundCloud. But they should be in every podcatcher too. If, if they're not, let me know. And that's uh, older shows without the intros. That might sound new to you, or you might have missed it, you know. So that's there. Uh, what else we got? I want to thank Chris Post. He posters him from Sounds Like an Earful. He's got a podcast, Sounds Like an Earful. You should check that out. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer Honor, artwork on my honor. Uh, we have a Facebook group that's over at sleepingpodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. That'll take you right to the Facebook group. It's a closed group, but it's free to join. And that's where you can, you know, talk to other listeners about sleep stuff. If you're up and you can't sleep, usually there's someone in there or check-in that'll say, hey, I can't sleep too. And there's listeners from around the world there, so it's a really nice thing. And they said nods, and I want to thank our wonderful moderators. 
uh, Julie C., Rachel L. to the G., Lie to Lie, Jennifer B., and Laura. Uh, they they t- take care of all the, you know, they keep the, na- you know, nonsense out of there uh, so that you can, you know, f- f- they could help create a safe place where you can set aside, you know, normal Facebook stuff and say, well, just, this is a level of Facebook I'm where, where there's, you know, boring sleep stuff. Okay, uh, thank yous. I, want, I got a lot of thank yous. I went over on Twitter. I want to thank Jen A. I want to thank M. Links, Sally Ann. Holy moly. Uh, Taylor M., thank you. Kyla, thank you. Kat, thank you. Uh, Carrie, thank you. Michael wants to know where Sir Pounce is. And hopefully Sir Pounce, you know, I know it'll be a long wait, but soon it'll be this spring and they'll be back. Uh, Don D, thank you both for the email and the uh, and the tweets. And if you haven't heard from me by email, you'd be expecting one from me. Uh, thank you. Uh, Jason S, A-T-S-Y-V, I think that was that other one. I don't know, that was one I was like, there's no way I'm going to pronounce that. Audrey D, thank you for the tweets and taking the time to answer my email that I haven't sent yet. Uh, but hopefully by the time you hear this, I'll put that together. Thank you, uh, Anna or Anna. Thank you, both of you. And then I want to thank regular, you know, long-time listeners or semi-new, but it feels like a long-time listener, Clouded Slum. Be like Babs, Bugs, Jake, Chris Deeg, everybody, long, oh, geeky girl, another super supporter. Uh, future uh, head of, uh, of Muskie Enterprises, Tammy Guns, and uh, and the guys over at the One You Feed podcast, which I don't know if everybody's checked out yet. I would hope you have. But if not, please check out their podcast. Wonderful people over there. And a wonderful me- message, kind of like a, a good, better version of this podcast, but totally different. It's a good daytime podcast to listen to. With thoughts about coping with life and making the most of it, kind of. Man, I butchered that. I said, I said to myself, they're so nice, I want to give them a more eloquent uh, talking about. Uh, so I guess I'll do another one at some point. But you check out the One You Feed podcast. On Facebook, I want to thank Paul S., Ricardo V., Marlene J., Vesna. Uh, Stacy M, Miriam F, Darla, John S, Alexandra. I want to thank uh, Bob, uh, who emailed me with a great idea. Ahab's wife, who called in and left a email about the sleeper summer. Christine for the nice email. The Baroness for the support. Uh, Thad for the comments. And then iTunes reviews, if you want to review the iPodcast, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. And in here you'll hear how, how important it is for, 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 for your review. It could, you know, let someone know about the podcast. But I want to thank Shelby with a money sign. Money Helby. Money Helby might be. So money from hell, 100. Says it works. They thought it was a man wandering thoughts of a crazy man, but now... They love love the show, and it works every period, time period. 
and uh, doesn't disappoint. Money will be 100, so it's good if that's a hell-related brain bot. That'll be great to have in my back pocket. Uh, here's a, This is a, uh, another skeptic. It works, A7333. They were skeptical, but the reviews convinced me to give this podcast a try. Uh, for the first f- five minutes, I thought, oh, this won't work for me because he says silly, weird, funny stuff, and it's difficult to fall asleep while giggling. But it ends up it works, and they fall asleep before a story, and there's 25 years suffering from insomnia. So that's a powerful message. Hey, write a review. It, it might help somebody else. So you get good karma from me. You have to double karma. One review, double the karma. Uh, kind of like that gum they designed for just twins to chew. I think that was called... Uh, he said, well, that's a, a limited market, twin gum for twins. And then they have, uh, we have Rail 40 who says it works, indescribable. They've tried guided meditation. And there's something about this they can't explain, neither can I. And what they remember is mixing with dreams. Uh, so thank you. Then we have Brand Position writes Mumble Bear. Awesome. Is that a, is a review? Yeah, it is a review, Mumble Bear. And Mumble Bear wants to read this. That's a win of in 2015. So then it was 15 minutes. So I'll sleep. Thank you, Mumble Bear. I don't know. But it was thank you for the review. Sorry, you know, all the mumbling bears of the world will celebrate the and Drake because he speaks to Mumble Bear now. And then uh, Megan, Megan Lee, Megan Lee. So she doesn't know why this works, but it does. And they just stay, just like a lot of people, they say, what the heck is this guy to? Oh, and then they're asleep. So thank you all for reviews. Thank you for the emails, the tweets, the support. And, you know, get in that Facebook community and support each other or be supported when you need it. Because, you know, I can only do, you know, I can send this digital thing across the deep, dark night. But, you know, let's 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 start uh, getting this uh uh, but, you know, as they say, backfield in motion, but that's a metaphor. Let's get the metaphorical backfield in motion. And, you know, if, if you join the Facebook group or something else, you know, let's start being supported and support one another, you know, just in, in simple, you know, ways, I guess. Or I don't know. Let's see how it goes, just like everything else. Thanks so much. All right, everybody, here we go with episode 17 of Metastasis. La Retreta, La Retreta, La Retreta, La Retreta. And it starts out again with a black and white mystery shot. Uh, there's someone taking pictures. There's someone looking at a set of glasses. It's Walt's house. And then we see a touch of color and the, uh, a little bit of the flowers. And then on a stuffed bear, uh, we see Walt's cars parked askew. And we see, Ooh, what is going on here? And then the show opens. And it opens with Walt coughing. And he's in bed. And I said, uh, see, when I say see wood themes blinds. Oh, we see the wood themed blinds for the first time. Now, I don't know how many of you guys themed bedrooms there. I mean, I guess that was on my list of one day. Oh, geez. But Walt and Seattle, they got themselves a pretty sweet themed bedroom. And they, they've they got the spot right between over and under. They, they hit the sweet spot. 
And it's kind of a forest-themed bedroom. They have, uh, uh, what did I say, wood, you know, tree-themed blinds, uh, forest wallpaper, their sheets and pillows. I don't know about their sheets, but I think they're comforter at least. Uh, place to that theme so that they feel like they're in a little forest wonderland. I don't know if they're into any role-playing, like where they, you know, dress up as squirrels and make love or anything like that. Uh, You know, and say, Jesus, is that what's on your brain, Scooter? Well, it is, you know, I mean, squirrel on the brain does not mean I'm insane. Squirrel squirrel love, role-playing on the brain. But it's just one thing I was saying, I mean... Not that I was not thinking about that, it, but, it, but they have a four-seam bedroom. I mean, what do you want? For, I said, well, geez, well, one plus one is still two. Okay, uno plus uno is dos. Uh, so I don't know. I noticed it was uh, eight around eight thirty a.m. Walt is coughing. He needs his inhaler. Then he goes in the window, he sha- or I mean the bathroom, he shaves his head, and it's breakfast time, and it's a big, there's a giant basket of croissants. And he said, are those real croissants or are they plastic? No one can eat, you know, those croissants are going to go stale. And I say, well, geez, who couldn't go for a couple of croissants? But I would say, you know, the doctor would probably say, you know, well, enough with the croissants. And they're talking about some kind of plan, and then Walt agrees to it. He fist bumps uh, Walt Jr., and then Walt goes into back into the bedroom. Cielo brings him some juice, and he says something about a siesta for Walt. And I said, and then Walt gets in the bed, and he starts reading a fashion magazine called Blow, B-L-O-W. And I said, well, that's interesting, Walt. And not in, I don't see in a lurid way. He just was like, that was the first thing he picked up. And then the, he looks at the phone, and the phone, it doesn't literally call his name. Like, hey, Walt, but it does. Uh, and he says, okay, I got a call. And he calls Jose. They meet at a cafe, very cafe scene. They're drinking espresso, which I don't know what they call that in uh, Colombia. Or it looked like espresso. Out of little cups, and Jose has some pepitas, I believe, chips. See that? I'm learning some Spanish. And I put that Jose's wearing a nice red shirt with a panda in a mask. I, I think like a luchador panda, maybe. And they're talking about that there's no more cancer. And Jose's so happy, so genuine. Like he's genuinely happy. He says, Chimba Man, which means awesome. He seems optimistic. Well, I put prudent question mark. Is that really what I put? Prudent? I didn't even know prudent was in my vocabulary, but I guess it is. Unless I, you know, it could be my handwriting's terrible, though. Uh, and then Jose talks about his abuela and her cancer. Prudent? Did I really say prudent? And they say that's a prudent move. And then Jose gives Walsam his plata, his money, and he says KBN. And then Jose says something, and Walt frowns, and music plays, and he says, no say, and they say fresco, and Walt's trying to talk him into something, I think. I said, what is going on? And then the next shot is an ice and salt rim, and Henry's talking about his, the way he makes margaritas, and Cielo makes a speech to thank the barman, Henry. Henry's wearing his red diamond shirt, looks sharp. 
and he makes a whole show, and then Cielo makes an emotional speech. Random people at the party. I mean, really random people at the party. And she cheers Marcella and the other guy. And then Wool makes a simple speech that kind of stuns everyone. They say, what? Okay. Like everyone is speechless. And then Wool gets, gets drunk. He starts just doing drinking hard liquor. And I can tell you, like I was alcoholic or drunk when I was watching the show. It really disturbed me, this scene. So uh, just a level of uh, bitterness. Uh, Wool, I said, man, is that what I'm like? I mean, I don't think I ever acted like I probably did, though. So a tough scene, to, or actually interesting to rewatch. Now I quit drinking. I say, man, uh, I don't know. It, it really, it is really this portrayal. I mean, not that Walt has alcohol problem. I mean, he's got bit bigger problems than that, I think. But uh, it's not funny. I mean, it is funny because I'm uncomfortable talking about this. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. I just remember seeing it a couple of times and it was almost a wake up call to me, but not quite. It was say, geez, man, do you want to end up like this? Like a, a drunk asshole. And I said, geez, I don't want to be that person trapped in his own bitterness. Like Walt is in just this scene. And I could think that is the word trapped in his own bitterness or the, or the fear that I projected onto it. But Walt's just sucking down these shots and there's a level of emasculation, too, that I can't and, and powerlessness in here. Oh, boy, Scooter's digging deep tonight, folks. Uh, but he's doing shots while Henry and Walt Jr. talk. And Henry, at some point, he seems like he wants Walt to slow down. But Walt gives a shot to Walt Jr. And then Henry watches for uh, Mama. And Henry laughs. And Walt even glares at the fact that Henry's having fun. And then Henry tries to talk to Junior about the difference between mezcal and tequila. And while Junior, you could tell he doesn't drink a lot because he definitely was like, whoa, boy. But Walt gives him more, and Henry's like, hey, man, cool it, man. This is just a kid here. And Walt tells him, he says, drink up, Junior, drink it up. And Junior looks sick as he's choking down his second drink. Uh, But Walt gives him more, even though Henry's kind of opposed to it. And then they have a showdown because Henry's like, I'm taking this drink, or I'm stopping you. And then Walt pours uh, booze on Henry's hand. And Henry takes a bottle and Walt starts yelling at him and saying, this is my bottle. And then Junior gets sick and then Walt just kicks back like some evil genius and just doing more shots. Uh, and then we have a close-up of breakfast being made. It looked like it was hot dogs and eggs and toast. And it's Jose making it, and he's, like, making uh, his girlfriend breakfast in bed, Yana. And then she's like, you got any cafe? He's like, oh, I forgot cafe. Or maybe he says that, and then she comes down, and he's trying to surprise her. Salsita, that's, I think that's sausage. And it's uh, very cute, but it looks a little bit gross, too, the breakfast. Todo to yo. Or like, are you going to eat some of it or something? Rico, 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 gra- gracias. Uh, so very lovey-dovey, Brett. And then I said I love the music. And then we're back at Walt's bedroom. He's hung over. His room's a mess. He's got that oh shit look on his face. And he calls Cielo. She's at work. She ignores the call. Uh, Walt leaves a voicemail. 
And then Wolf goes to deal with the broken water heater. But then we're back at Ciel's work. She's listening to the message over and over at the coffee and dessert uh, station. And I say, I got to get a job at this Bernicke place. They got coffee and desserts. That's why it's always been good. I, I've never had a tech job. Well, actually, oh, I forgot a job that I had. I was talking about my jobs in the intro uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but, uh, like, uh, I did do ergonomic keyboard installations. Uh, but, uh, you know, if I ever had a tech job where you could drink all the soda you wanted, I'd be doomed. I mean, I just wouldn't be, I'd have to quit drinking. I've been trying to quit soda again. And I don't even drink that much, just one or two a day. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they have a dessert coffee station, apparently, at Bernicke. Uh, but then Ted stops by and they talk. Uh, do they flirt or do they something? I put F-L-U-T is what my handwriting looks like, but I think it's flirt. And then Walt's at like a Home Depot type place shopping water heaters. And the guy shows him the tankless water heaters. And Walt's like, oh boy. And I live in an apartment building. We have a tankless water heater. And I got to tell you, I mean... I don't know. It's nice, I think. I don't know that, you know, but it's in the kitchen. So I guess it's better to have the tankless one because a giant water heater in the kitchen, I said, man, it already sucks to have the tankless one in there. Uh, but I, I, I think, I mean, it gives warm water. So I can't complain. And I don't know money savings wise because it, it's always been here. But Walt, I think, buys a tankless, he pays cash. Uh, then we're back with Jose and Yana. Uh, Bach and Surf. Oh, Surf. I don't know what it would be. They're looking at Jose's art. Ho, Jose. And a Surf superhero, his pictures. And there's a kangaroo with a sword and a baby. And Jose tells her, it's just a really, you know, this is like the, where this, oh, this relationship is totally in the honeymoon perfect phase. Because uh, they're all giggles, but they're giving each other a hard time. And he's talking about all the heroes he made. Uh, his hero's total. Oh, totally serious. He's totally serious when he's talking about it, but she's laughing at all. And she says, Yodes. And she also is like, you know, a male kangaroo wouldn't have a pouch and then they kiss and they joke and then there's a knock on the door she's like oh shit it's my dad uh so she gets dressed and uh bails wanna so the dad says she's like oh i was on the phone sorry then jose does the old jose does the surprise hello and she treats him just like a tenant she says okay have a nice day jose then we have Walt hooking up the water heater. Walt Jr.'s all smiles. He comes home and sees Walt's work. And Walt's like, this puppy's ready to roll. Why don't you test it out? And uh, he tells Jose, I mean, he tells Walt Jr. all the stuff he heard at the store. Uh, Morgan, that's what we should be calling him, Morgan. They're not calling him Morgan, though. Uh, but the water gets so hot, uh, Morgan burns his hand. Uh, then Walt tries to talk to him about the party and apologize. Uh, then Walt's back downstairs. He finds some rotten floorboards. He move, removes the floorboards. 
Then we have Jose smoking in bed. He seems pretty nervous or tense. And as he's in bed, there's like lots of knocks. And Juan is there, and she says, hola, and she's, ah, hola. And she grabs a drink, and she's like, let's watch a movie. And Jose's like, what the hell happened? And she's just like playing it off. And Jose's all hurt, he's like, and she's like, this is my business, you know. And I think she says, I'm like, you want me to tell my dad I'm with a drug dealer or something? And I put, first fight, so cute, our first fight. But Jose's so hurt, he walks out, and then she runs after him, apologizing, but he walks away. And then Walt's out shopping, and he buys a spade or whatever you smooth concrete with. The smother thing, that's what I put. The smother thing. I think that might be the, the you know, smoother, oh, smoother thing. And then he packs his trunk so full of stuff, and then he goes and he looks under his house. Uh, Junior comes home, he can't find him. He calls for Pa, I noticed. I said, oh, he called him Pa. He goes, Abajo. And then he's under the house. He's cleaning out Mira Esto. Look at this, I think. And the best I could term, he's like, yeah, this is some old-ass wood shit. And then Cielo's working late, and then Ted gives her this sly goodnight. And then uh, Cielo's like, what's up? And I said, oh, Cielo said, what's up with this? And then Ted plays all dumb. And I put, I got to go to bed. Oh, I think he's got to go to bed, go home and go to bed, I guess. And he says, bye. But then he stops back and Cielo's crying. And then they have a nice long talk with some hand-holding. Two exclamation points, tears. They lock eyes, more hand-holding, and then it's breakfast. And I put uh, noise. Oh, there's, like, noise in the background. There's a nice yellow outfit on Cielo. And she seems frustrated. And then you got Walt carrying wood like a lunatic. And the Jethro Tull music starts playing in the background. And then Mama and Junior exchange a look like, what the hell? And then the next scene is Jose, Jose smoking a bowl. There's a doorbell. His doorbell rings. The art gets slid under the door. And it's a crying superheroine. Uh, and then we have Walt wearing. What does that mean? I don't know. He, he tests the wall and he's like, oh, this concrete's uh, wet or something. His head was very sweaty, very sweaty head. And then he goes after the wall. He busts through the wall. And that, I put some, this is some cask of Amontillado shit. Cask of Amontillado level. Like he found his own cask or something. And then we're back. Cielo at work. Uh, Cielo's just watching Ted. And then she fakes, knocks her pens over. And she's like, oh, I'm too pregnant to get it. And then Ted goes down to get the pens, and it was very, there was sexual tension so thick you could cut it with a, a squirrel suit. And I mean, I was like, especially where the pens were dropped and everything. Like, I honestly thought they were going to have sex. I'm not being funny, uh, but they didn't. And then uh, then we have Wall at home, back at Home Depot. He's checking out another guy's cart, and he gives him some tips about whatever he's buying or whatever bad shit he's up to, I put. And then the dude, bait? Oh, the dude bails. Uh, and then Wolf's in line, but he walks away from the line. 
And he sees the dude in the parking lot with the other dude, and Walt goes all Heisenberg, like cold, cool Heisenberg. And he's like, get out of here, boys. And then they say, okay, we're getting out of here, Mr. Heisenberg, and that's the end of the episode. All right. All right, so we're talking, what is this, episode 10? Is that what it is? Or not? Oh, it is episode 10. Uh, Over is the uh, episode title of Breaking Bad, and it opens with a stuffed animal in the black and white scene. And then we, uh, after that, uh, you know, after the opening scene, uh, we see a hand, it's a fist, it's kind of, uh, we see knuckles and it's Walt's hand knuckles and they're sore from when he, uh, uh, scraped them on the, uh, what do you call that, paper towel dispenser. And Walt, Walt looks up, he coughs, and then he takes his inhaler. And compared to Cielo and Walt or Blanco's room, this their bedroom is so boring, Walt and Skyler's room. And then Walt goes to turn on the water, but it's brown water. He's got to shave. I noticed he was wearing one of his, I think it was from his old lab, a T-shirt. And then Skyler's like, hey, you, you shouldn't go to, you're not going to work. You should, he goes, yeah, this inhaler's great. She's like, no, you got to take the rest of the week off, buddy. And he's like, oh, and then and we're like, we're having a party. Junior says, we're having a party Sunday. And we'll say, oh, great. And I say, don't worry, well, we'll do everything. And then Walt gets in bed. He's supposed to do nothing all day. Uh, Skylar had a great line. She said, brownie points for taking a nap. I thought that was cute. But Walt sits. He looks at his pillow. He taps his pillow. Then he gets a book. He's like, nah. Then he gets some magazines. He's like, no. It was like Scientific American, New Scientist, and something else. I think maybe Smithsonian. I don't know what else Walt would read. I mean, Wired now, but... Well, maybe he wouldn't read Wired. I don't know. Uh, then he looks at the phone. He has to reach over what to expect when you're expecting. I think a daughter. I think it even said that. I'm not positive, though. And then Will meets Jesse. And it's clear they haven't talked in a while. Because uh, Jesse's like, I thought you might have kicked it, man. And they're at this strange diner. Uh... And then Jesse says, look good, good. Oh, wait, let's see. Oh, Walt's talking. There's a, I don't know. I put Jesse's look. I'm not sure what that meant. I'll be honest with you. Well, Walt's like, no, it's good news. And Jesse's like, you mean good, good? And Walt's like, yeah, I'm in remission. Like 80% remission. And Jesse's like, no way, dude. I'm so, he's so happy. He's like, that's seriously, that's awesome, man. And he's like, well, with my aunt at your stage, he goes, I didn't even, it's, it's a, he goes, he doesn't say miracle, but he says anything that's possible. And he goes, what, well, you kicked that cancer's ass. You must be psyched. And Walt's clearly not psyched. He says, oh, yeah, I'm so psyched. But, like, Walt almost seems numb. And they like, now we, I mean, we, 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 what do we do? Uh, like, how do we proceed? And Jesse's like, and the kick-ass, what do we do with this kick-ass news? Well, it says, we'll take our time and be cautious, you know, sell off the inventory. And then I'm done. And then we're at the uh, party. There's 80s music playing. 
some dance all night song. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, Hank's making margaritas. Marie's in purple again, so she definitely has a purple thing going at her house and with her clothing. She's also wearing a princess necklace. And I do have kind of an attraction to Marie, but uh, that I don't understand. So, you know, but the princess necklace, I think this makes her more attractive in some weird way. I say, well, that's probably that's what it is. I said, well, that's kind of crazy town. I like it. Uh, And then uh, uh, Skylar starts to talk. She's like, you know, Hank makes a mean margarita. And she's like, these months have been tough, but, uh, you know, we're proud of Walt. And we're excited about the future. I just want to thank everybody and Gretchen and Elliot Schwartz. You know, those they, they really helped, too. They cheers Gretchen and Elliot, and then they call for Walt. And before I get to Walt's speech, there's a lot of random people in brown sweaters at the party. At this point, the party is inside, where in Colombia was outside. But there's uh, brown sweaters. There's three women with brown sweaters, a dude with a brown sweater. Uh, one woman's in a white and brown in front. And then there's this dude, he has the sweetest mustache. You got to rewatch it just to see it. Is like, uh, did I put Doc Brown? I don't know what that means. It looks like DK Brown. I don't know. Oh, brown. Oh, the sweater, dark brown and light stripes. It's just weird. I said, well, geez, I, I said, it's kind of like, because Elliot and Gretchen's party was a taupe party or something. Ain't no party like a taupe party because a taupe party is off white. <laughs> That's, that might have been the worst joke in the history of the podcast. Uh, but Walt says, uh, he, he, they say, you know, Hank's so cheery. He says, the man of the hour, make a speech. And Walt's like, well, it's funny. When I got the cancer, I said, why me? And then he goes, and then when I got the news that I was better, I said to myself the same thing. And he says, thanks, everybody, for coming. And everyone's like, what? And Hank's like, very inspirational. And then the party moves outside, and that's when Hank, uh, Jr., and Walt are sitting down, and Walt's drinking some liquor. And Hank has a good, he goes, oh, he goes, he was talking about the turtle and the tortuga. And he's like, well, what the hell's the word I'm looking for? It's not a metaphor. It's like the podcast. He goes, it's not a metaphor. It's not an analogy. And he goes, and he goes, uh, Tortuga turtle. He goes, it was uh, poetic. And he goes, yeah, that's the word, poetic. And Walt's just, he did, Walt does not drink as hard as Walter Blanco in this scene, but he's still putting him down. And then he th- really, he takes Junior's drink and he throws his drink out into a bush with a really great flourish. Really great flourish. Hank's wearing a really ugly shirt. It's brown, theme of the day, uh, with like tropical, like a tropical shirt, tropical flowers and boats and stuff. And Hank just everything uh, Hank does, well, looks disgusted by. But then Hank's still trying to salvage things. Oh wait, oh well, he tries to get Walt to slow down, but Walt, you know, he's feeding drinks to Junior. And then uh, it's a very learning moment, you know, thing uh, Walt won't, you know, won't cut it out because Hank's like, hey, let's not give any more drinks to your kid. He's, you know, he's just a kid. 
And Walt's very angry and stuff and, you know, trying not to be demasculated. But this is like, it shows me that there's really good, how good the writing and the, the attention to detail is. Uh, because as it heads towards confrontation, Hank acts like an actual police officer. He tries to de-escalate things, which is something that, that you know, instead of getting angry or meeting Walt's anger with anger, you say, hey, buddy, calm down. He says, hey, let me just take this. Let's talk about it later. I mean, towards the end, Walt gets so crazy that Hank almost loses his temper, but he doesn't, and then Junior gets sick. Because uh, Walt just keeps pushing things too far. And then we have Jesse cooking. He's got a clear frying pan. I don't know if I've ever seen one of those. Good for uh, creative shots, though, of, you know, camera shots. And he does this brain on drugs joke from the 80s. And he's really pulling together breakfast. He's uh, working, whatever that means. Is that something he says? Oh, he says, she says, what are you doing today? Working? Whatever that means. She's like, Jane's like, you know, what do you do? Uh, as they have their lovey-dovey breakfast. And then Walt's in bed hungover. He calls Skylar at work. And she's at a counter with a gift bag. Or is Walt at a, Oh, no, Walt's at the kitchen counter. And there's a gift bag there. And I didn't rewind it, but I, I think it was like an M&M bucket. It like a, a, looked like a popcorn bucket with M&M labeling on it. I guess I should have paused and rewound it. but And Walt leaves an apology. He looks at the dirty dishes. And I think he like goes to do the dishes, but the water heater breaks. You know, the water's barely coming out. And it's just a drip, drip of rust water. And then we cut back to a drip drip of tea into Skylar's cup. And Ted's like, hey, who brought the churros? And Skylar's like, hey, you know, I did. I didn't want to eat them all at home, but we had a party for Walt. And Ted's like, really? I didn't get the invite. And she's like, well, Walt's been sick. You know, it was good news. And he's like, oh, sorry. Uh, and she's like, no, it's good news. He's like, oh, that's great. And he's like, you could bring these, he goes, you could bring these. All right, so we're going to be doing uh, the red pen run through and the uh, language learning together tonight. And the episode was La Retreata, which I don't know what that means, Retreata. Like the retreat, maybe? Or the retirement or the rest? I guess maybe the retreat of cancer? Or was that last episode? And Walt kind of, I don't know. It didn't, R-E-T-R-I-D-A, it didn't translate uh, for me. But uh, Walt wakes up at 27 a.m. That's my first note. And he says, uh, somebody says, pensado, that's thought out. And you say, well, geez, say, Scooter, you do, yeah, these podcasts are thought out. And then they get processed through my thought, thoughts, and then they get thought up. And you say, just like somebody used vulgarity. You say, yeah, it was thought out, and then it got put in Scooter's brain, it got all thought up. And I would say, Siento, I feel like, uh, oh, here's one, Chiquita, that means petite. Chiquita, I was wondering what that meant. P petite, it means. Uh, siento, I feel. Uh, quieres algo más? Uh, you want something more? Yeah, oh boy. I think Gianna said that. Or, oh no, Cielo said it to Walt. 
uh, Kiero Salgumas, and he said, no, I'll just take my Below magazine, which is what he had. Uh, Cambiaste, uh, change, you have changed to a te, to, to te opinion, you review, you review your, ab- te opinion, review your options. Uh, que tengas un buen día. How, you have a good day, baby. Que tengas, that's what she said to him. And then Wolf calls Jose, for, he says, hey, podemos vernos. Uh, can we see each other? Podemos vernos. And Wolf spends a lot of time tosiendo, coughing. Oh, tosiendo, uh, coughing. And here's something. Pues uh, he esta, for herein lies. Oh, here's Ramito, uh, forwarded. No, it means uh, re- regressed or something. Remittance, or what is it called? Uh, for herein lies, for he has to work, scooter gets words confused. Uh, remission, that's what it means, Ramito. Ochenta, ciento, 80%, buddy. Mejor, that's the best news ever, uh, Walt. A noon, I don't know what that means, a noon. Lodigo, I mean, I'm unsure what it means. Lodigo, uh, I mean. In uh, mi caso, remito pues es incredible, 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 pero debo. In my case, it is referred to incredible, but I, uh, pero debo reconocerlo, but I must admit, reconocerlo. Well, it's like, I'm not going to morir a cabo just to just pass away. Uh, parco, 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 that doesn't, uh, qualquier, any, you know, would you like some to drink? I'll take any, any drinks. Uh, tocado, uh, oh, wait, is that headdress? Really? Well, my, that's a lovely tocado you have. Uh, oh, thank you. I, you know, I get my headdresses at the headdress shop. Uh, uh, bueno, entonces, boy, abrender, brindar. Well, if if you don't have a tocada, well, then I'll provide one for you. Bueno, entonces voy a brindar. Well, then I'll provide you. Well, how about instead of a headdress, I just have some almuerzo, some lunch. Well, tra- traemos, uh, we brought some. Orale, below, ma- it says it's below, like below magazine. Okay, well, I just want to say peñas pocas, just a few sentences, peñas pocas. Uh, Darlace, well, give them, give them, give them what they want, and just say a few things. Uh, De Cirlo, put, put, put it on me, man, De Cirlo. Well, manejando, I've managed to embarrass myself on most of these. Well, esta, estamos uh, todos, we are all embarrassed for you. Manadaron, uh, uh, they sent us, you know, to try to help you. We're brain bots, we're from another world. Oh, nice to meet you. Uh, Kayleigh's Digo, I, I tell them you don't have a sleep switch, you, the humans, my friends. Uh, Day Cirlo, put it, put, put it on me, man. Uh, sorry, I, I got interrupted, so I'm trying to get back in the zone here. Uh, manejando. Ma, remember how you saying this? Mama loves mama, manejando. Uh, Papa loves money hando. I can't find my spot, but I'm singing a song. It's a uh, manage to mess up the podcast. Money hando. Manage. Uh, estamos todos. We are all appreciative of your uh, mismanagement. 
Well, uh, Kale, oh wait, Kale, somebody's we've had, Mandarone. Okay. They sent someone to help you? Uh, Kale, Stigo, I'll tell them. Uh, but what about Walt's speech? Pero que un hora cuando me de la noticia de que estoy mucho mejor. Uh, per that something and now I get the news that I'm much better. Uh, no S, it is not. Uh, metaphora, metaphor. Un analogia tampoco. It's not an analogy. El Solpon, we don't, we still know what that means. Uh, de una forma poetica, it is a form of poetry. Hagali, make me. Amargo, this tastes bitter, bitter, amargo. Bozo, I think that means the same in every language. Uh, gusano, that means worm, gusano. Uh, hasta el fano, to the bottom, drink it to the bottom, Walt Jr. Come on, Morgan, Morgan. Morgan, uh, hasta el fondo. Uh, Mama loves hasta el fondo. Uh, Dame, give me. Uh, sabe que, sabe que, he knew that. Uh, no pasa nada, nothing happens. Uh, before we get to some more language, I know, so I think when, uh, Jose was making breakfast, he was using some kind of hard cheese. I don't know if it was a Parmesan. But it was one of those shakers, the Parmesan cheese comes in. Uh, no la idea or era que no te desperatas. The idea was not, uh, not praying wake notice. Uh, nunca, never. Uh, siente olaca, all feel here. I still something. Hata, sick? Is this going to make me sick? Would you Jose? No. How about some cubierto, some cutlery? Oh, when Walt pays for something, he uses red and blue bills. Hopefully, if we need, if we have time, we can check that. Cubierto is cutlery. I'll take cutlery for 500, Alex. What well, was spork? What is a combination fork spoon? Oh, I'm sorry. It's a fork. Or what is a combination spoon fork? Oh, spork. Uh, well, uh, soy toda suya, Alec. I'm all yours, buddy. I'm no Ken Jennings, but, uh, but, uh, and I'm not Pero Ricos, but I'm not rich Pero Ricos, uh, but do inside, do you get the message, Alex? I love Canadians. I mean, not in the way, you know, I don't love a Canadian, but anyway, we can make it work. Uh, sincerely, I'll tell you what. Ayer, yesterday, I was saying how much I love Canadians, and sintiendo, I've got a feeling, sintiendo, uh, that if I need to give you a un besito, a little kiss, it'll probably be a problem, you know, for both of us, but if it's a un besito, a little kiss. Or what about instead if I de punto, I gave you something that was knitted, a little knitted thing, de punto. Seagate, uh, he said, follow me, you know, to the exit. I said, uh, Alimentar, are you going to feed me first? He said, no. Sencilla, it's simple. Get out of the Canadian Jeopardy, you're banned from it. 
And I said, oh, well, uh, float uh, my kangaroo man, uh, kangaroo fleet, my man. Uh, Poco, Pocho, that's his uh, combatant. He fights with uh, Vesita. How about another little kiss there? No, I'm Fayado, Fayado, Fayido, Fayido. I failed to get on Canadian Jeopardy. Uh, what about a, uh, a Buena, what if I had myself a Buena Cola, a good tale? There was a Canadian TV show where a man had a vestigial Buena Cola, I remember. Is that a super poder? It could be, but that one was not, it was genetics. Uh, atras, uh, unfurnished ago. I, I, I could give you a little bit of unfurnished ago. Uh, Cisoy Lindos, if I'm cute, you know, I'm always acting cute, you know, Cisoy Lindos. Uh, Passaria, would I pass then, Alec? And I know it's probably always a point of contention. Is it Alex or Alec Trebek, right? It's Alec, Alec Trebek. You say, no, it's Trebek. Trebek, 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 okay. Trebek, Alex Trebek, Trebek, okay, I think I got it. Maybe not, though. See, Soylindos, that's where we left off. Uh, Puestos, posts, you, did you leave me any posts? Uh, Ganas to forward to me? Mucho. I, I love Jeopardy a lot. I mean, I used to. I haven't watched it in probably 10, 15 years, but... Uh, gusto, give me a taste of what it's like. Give me a little gusto of what, what a taste of what Jeopardy's like now. Oh, the same, really? Estas uh, ahí, uh, are you there still? Alec, uh, he, Estesahi, uh, Temperano, how early, uh, Temperano, how early do you have to show up to work since you're the boss? Uh, Bete, do you leave or get away from there? I'm sure you live in a life of de lujo, of luxury. Wait, hey, Alec, let me ask you another question, totally out of the blue. What's your favorite Fuente, Font? What's your favorite, are you a, uh, Seraph or for sans serif, or you know, tell me, do you you know where you fall? Where's your? Because I'm not. A, I mean, I, I know what you like him like you see him, right? Just like me. That's how you feel about your fuentes, huh? Uh, fui yo. It, it was if it was me, and I was a. I would have like a go-to fonto if I was a, you know, game show host host. It just you know just pro proam tip like, you know. I would have a fake font, you know, even if it's not your favorite. Disculpa, so all apologies, you know, to Seraph and San Seraph communities. But Misma, it's all the same to me until I see it, you know. I don't say, well, geez, I don't know what the heck a, uh, a Burgonda is, you know, a Berkshire Hathaway. I would not know what that looks like, you know, until I see it. So it's all the same Misma. Uh, Bayamos, explain me. Let us explain to me how how I could get out. You know, maybe I don't think I want to be on Jeopardy. What's that Ken Jennings like anyway? Uh, he's safe way. I was watching him one time, and I could. I said, "Is this a lunatic or an incredibly nice guy?" Sepa, you know, you probably know. Sepa, you know. Uh, to yo, yo, K, your, I, that. Uh, have you ever been in this situation, Alec? Uh, Papi, te presento al bago demi. Daddy, I present to you the demi vague, uh, 
vecino que lo único que hace, neighbor, the only thing it does is uh, el tirar conmigo todo el tempo, throwing me all around all the time. Uh, Sabes que, you know what, I don't think that any of that made any sense. Uh, no vale la pena. It's not, is it, it is not worth it, is it? Uh, no vale la pena. Uh, no es eso is not that, is it? I guess podria mira. You could look at another. You could look at another way. Podria mira, uh, like a palanca, a lever. Uh, Jeopardy is a lever into something else, a palanca. But I'll tell you what, Alec. If you're ever lying there at night and you see Bess Madeira Cuperos, if you see wood bodies, you know, call me. If you see Bess Madeira Cuperos, if you see wood bodies. Other thing would be to grab yourself a Sageta hacksaw, you know, and be ready, Sageta. But just in case, you try to remember if you had any hongos before you went to bed, any mushrooms. Did you have any hongos before you saw the wood bodies? Because that would, you know. The thing is, uh, if you have any of those left, go go, go out to Esso, save it. Save it for me when I visit. Uh, and you know what they say about those mushrooms and that kind of stuff? Uh, se esconden los, miser- los miserables. They're just like the French. Se en- enconden los miserables. They hide the miserable. Uh, the mores, uh, Terry, I don't even know what that means. But hey, hongos, no, fun- no fungus, no mushrooms. Okay, I get it. No, no, hey, hongos. Uh, listen, I tango case of gear. I have to go in a minute, Alec. It's been great. You know, Alec, the other thing I forgot is how good the sound design was when Walt was shopping with the register noises. And I think I noted that before, but it was so good. You had the register, you had the sound of the car, you have the elevator music and everything. A couple of, you know, Walt uses a headlamp, uh, Alec, when he goes under his house to look for some real big one. You a headlamp where? I can't picture a headlamp on you, Mr. Trebek. And the other thing is, I think some of Walter Blanco's house was held together with duct tape. There was some duct tape holding together part of his house, I saw. Would you do that? You, you probably pay, you, you, you know... You're successful. You deserve your success. You could pay someone to wear a headlamp. I I could be your headlamp wearer. You could pay me. I could wear a headlamp for you. Walk in front of you. You know, like the way I like the way for Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek, correction. And you know what you could call me is uh, your chica disculpa, your apology girl. You know, just privately. And don't get any, you know, don't get any, you know, grabby hands. It doesn't mean that. Because I'll have my seguro, I'll have my insurance. I'm going to have Ken Jennings on pocket dial and say, yeah, I just made a pass at me. You better get over here, Jennings. And then he'll say, you, and then I'll give him an apology girl outfit and I'll leave you two alone. And, you know, what I hear about this Ken Jennings is a K bestia. He's a, that's a, he's a beast, you know. And there's no finger goons in that, you know. There's no shame in that. It's fine. But I'll have my seguro. Don't worry, my insurance. And then I'll get Corriendo. I'll get running the hell out of Canada or wherever you guys tape. You know, because uh, no say media and territorial. I don't want to, get, you know, get into your territory. And that's it, Alex. You know, it's, it's been a pleasure. So, you know, 
Pleasure, pleasure speaking to you tonight. Okay, I just want to jump into a little Colombian stuff. What was using a red-colored bill, I think, at some point? And the two reddish-colored bills currently would be the 1,000 pesos, which has a Jorge Elisir Gaitan, Jorge Elisir Gaitan, and the 10,000 pesos, which has a Polycarpa, Sala Barrieta, uh, who we should read about. So, Policarpa Sala Barrieta, Sala Barrieta, maybe. Uh, from, she, she lived from uh, 1795 to 1817, and she was known as La Pola, and she was a neo. Gardinier seamstress who spied for the revolutionary forces according uh, during the Spanish reconquest of New Granada. And she was captured by Spanish royalists uh, and, and, and tried for treason, and she's a heroine of independent Colombia. And believe it or not, her birth certificate was never found, so her legal name is unknown. And the name uh, Sala Barrieta is known only by the friends and family. Her father referred to her as Apollonia in his will. And she had a brother, Bibano, who, and she was his caretaker when, when it, after her parents passed. And once the uh, armed forces were looking for her, she called herself Policarpa. In uh, eighteen, in uh, in her passport, which she used to get out of Bogota during the reconquest, uh, she appeared as uh, Georgina Apollonaria, and she worked with Andre Ricarte de Lozano and uh, Ambrioso Almeida, another uh, leader who she supplied information to. A lot of people refer to her simply as La Pola, uh, but Policarpa Sala Barrieta is the name she's remembered and commemorated as. And her, her date of birth and her place of birth are subject to con- conjecture. Uh, her family was well off. Uh, judging by her childhood home in Guaida, her childhood home, which is now a museum. And then they moved to Bogota and they lived in the Santa Barbara and Bar, Barbara, Barbara neighborhood. Uh, in 1802, smallpox broke out in uh, Bogota and a lot of people, including her. Father, mother, and a few of her siblings uh, passed away. And then her family kind of all separated to try to find work and, and get by. And not a lot is known about her life after that. And it says she wasn't involved in politics before uh, 1810. But when she moved back to Pogata. In 1817, she was involved in political issues. 
And because Bogota was a stronghold of the Reconquista, where most of the population was Spanish royalists, uh, it was difficult to get in and out of the city. Her and her brother entered the capital with forged documents and a letter of introduction from two revolutionary leaders. And they told her to hide out and pretend they were servants, but they were really gathering intelligence and helping forge resistance in the capital. And back in her hometown, she was known as a revolutionary, but she wasn't known in Bogota. Uh, that way she could meet with spies and other patriots without anybody suspecting her or get into homes of royalists, offering her services as a seamstress to the wives and daughters of officers. And she listened into conversations, collected maps, uh, identified who the major royalists were, and found out who, who, was, who was snitching on revolutionaries. And she also helped recruit, recruit people to the cause. And then she, things were running smoothly till the Almeida brothers were apprehended with a bunch of information uh, they were bringing outside of Colombia. And that information linked her to the revolution. So her and the Almeida brothers were implicated... And it went down there, down from there. So another wonderful Colombian hero uh, who was on the uh, uh, $10,000 bill, uh, 10000 peso bill. And I think, I'm not sure if that was one of the bills Walt used or not, but it's a reddish bill. So uh, thank you.